right, welcome into another hurry up edition of Hey Fighting Podcast. This one's going to be really quick. This is going to be like the hurry up of all hurry ups. LSU falls to Kentucky 42 21. Hester, normally I pull up the stats and look at the numbers and yeah. start looking for answers. Um, I have more questions than answers for this one, so I'm going to. I'm just going to put it all on you. You're going to have to carry this one. <laughs> um, what was all that 60% talk you talked uh, last episode? Yeah, I'm going to. This is going to be like 80-20, Hester, okay. Hester okay. Cody. Um, tough, tough night for the Tigers. Not, not much went right. And look, it is what it is. LSU's three and three, one and two in the SEC, and uh, hard to take any positives from from a game like that. No, it absolutely is. When you look at what Kentucky was able to do offensively, that's their strength, right? We talked about it all week. We've talked about it for a long time. They've got a good offensive line. They can run the football. Chris Rodriguez is their bell cow. Cavassier smokes their kind of change of pace guy, and they both had big nights. Will Levis had a couple of really nice runs as well. It's always tough whenever they're able to lean on their strength, right? Because you you practice all week to stop their strength. You want to stop the run game. You want to stop what they do well. Well, you couldn't. I mean, they ran for over 330 yards, I think, uh, unofficially. Hadn't seen an official number yet, but it's not going to be too far from 300, so it doesn't really matter what the official number is. And they dictated the pace of the game. And then, you know, offensively, it just it was clunky. It, it was uh, lethargic. It was um, the timing just wasn't there, right? And there's a couple of things that you could point to. Um, you know, you had a couple of chances. You over... You overthrow one, you underthrow another. It's just it was that kind of day, right? Everything that you wanted to do, you couldn't do. And what's ironic is you ran the ball really well. Yeah. <laughs> you ran the ball really well. Tyler was price. Uh, and I'll be the first to raise my hand. You know, I was thinking, well, maybe we'll put some of the freshmen in just because they're a little bit different backs. And it wasn't a slight to, to TDP because we talked about it. It wasn't a running back issue. It was, it was more of, uh, you know, blocking up front was struggling. So, when you looked at it, you thought something else would, would come tonight, but it was, no, it was TDP putting his head down, uh, creating lanes by reading his keys, pressing his keys, putting his foot in the ground, going north and south, and he was punishing some defenders. I was out there on field level, but again, it just wasn't enough. I mean, you were so uh, off script, off beat, off whatever you want to call it in the first half, and you never really felt like you got into that rhythm that you wanted to get into, and you just you had to piece things together instead of it being really just flowing all together, and so I mean, like I said, I mean, we could sit here and we could talk about all the things that went wrong because, I mean, it was just one of those nights where everything went wrong. Yeah, the this was a different type of loss for LSU than we've seen this year. Yeah. Um, this was a game where the passing game, um, not for the first time this season, but for the definitely this was the most they've struggled all year. Um, and, and they weren't able to carry you at all. And so really the only path to victory at that point when when the passing game was just not clicking on all cylinders was to be able to run the ball and be able to get some stops on defense and you know I said this last week that at some point this defense is going to have to go from you know bend don't break to to actually you know bend and then break the the opponent force some turnovers get some sacks some negative plays and Kentucky's a tough team to do that with because of the way they play. It doesn't lend itself to that. But they struck first with the, the strip sack on Max. And I'll take credit for that one because I had just tweeted how, how well LSU had picked up some blitzes in the first quarter. And then sure enough, um, and it wasn't a numbers thing. They brought four, yeah. but they kind of brought them. They had three down linemen. They brought one from from deeper level at the linebacker spot. LSU slid one way, and linebacker came in um, from a two-point stance and, and was unblocked. Uh, I, I believe on the, the blind side for Max, and then uh, and then Max spilled the ball, and they picked it up and they and they capitalized. But 
Look, it was 14 nothing at halftime, and I felt like Kentucky probably deserved a, a larger lead than that. They really yeah. set the tone early. They were the more physical team. Both sides of the ball, they established the run. Um, it was crisp. Everything they yeah. did was crisp. I mean, it really was. Like, everything had a reason. There was a rhyme or reason for every single play that they ran. It set up another play. They had success with Wondell Robinson on a jet sweep, and then every time after that, they gave you the threat of, you know we can hand this off and he can pick up seven, right? And he became like a decoy, and then they'd hand it off just enough to be able to keep you honest, and it opened up so many things. It stretched out your defense. Their running backs did what they always do. They read their keys, they pressed the hole, they cut back, and they go north-south. I mean, there were some gaping holes there in the the backside cuts of zones. That's what they are. Look, they were inside zone team. They run inside zone like 68% of the time. Yep. That's their run. That's who they are, right? They wanted to hang their hat on who they were, and I thought everything they did had a reason to it. And that, that offensive football, that's what you want to see. Like A complements B, B complements C, and then so on and so forth. The one place that LSU, we said, I think we said this before coming in, the one place that LSU had the advantage and has the advantage most games is on the outside, right? LSU's receivers and corners um, typically are going to be the more talented uh, bunch uh, compared to the opponent. And Kentucky, probably better than anybody has this season, um, the, they, they dictated the terms of the game and kept it in the middle of the field. And yeah. not, not to say they didn't attack the edges. They did that with the run. Um, but they, they won the middle of the field on both sides of the ball. You, you just touched on what they did offensively but defensively that's where Max has feasted this year and they took that away it felt like their linebackers were really dropping the depth um, taking away those throwing lanes that Max likes to hit and um, forcing him to beat you either to the sideline or over the top and we saw a couple we saw a couple shots there's one to Trey Palmer where Trey was open on the middle of the field Max under threw it a little bit and they, they broke it up there was one in the second half to Keishon Butte where uh, if Max hits him in stride, he probably takes it and runs to the house like we've yeah. seen him do several times this year. But for whatever reason, Max was just a little bit off tonight. And uh, and, and based on the, the way this team has played this year, they just don't have that that freedom. You know, right. great teams can beat you in a number of ways. Like go back to 2019, you could outscore a team like Texas. You could win a more low-scoring battle against Auburn where you yeah. ran the ball in the second half. Um, this this LSU team really only has one or two ways that it can beat you, and those 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 uh, go-to punches just weren't falling tonight for LSU. No, it's a great point that you make, right? If you don't do the things that you've had success with and you don't have that, hey, I'm going to go deep in my pocket and I'm going to pull out that, that trump card, that trick card, whatever you want to call it, and you have to kind of – you know what you're, what's always worked is not working. Like you're, like you're saying, it's like, okay, what else can you do? And you just, you know, I just never feel like it, it materialized for the things that that you've done so well. And you got to credit the uh, Kentucky, like you mentioned, in them taking away the middle of the field. I thought Square, their linebacker, really had a nice day in coverage because every time they wanted to run something underneath, he would take it away, and then whoever was crossing via Jack Besh or whoever would have to push the route up, and he'd have to go try to to another level on top of the linebacker, and then he'd run into the safety. It's almost like he was boxing him out. Yep. Like it was a really nice job. Once he realized it wasn't run, he wasn't allowing him to get underneath him. And then he, when he made him go over the top, then you've got a guy coming down. And so once Max sees that, you know, Max is kind of ready to throw the underneath route, but he takes it away and he's got to climb to another level. And then it's too late. And yep. then the pocket breaks down, then you got to get out of it. Yeah, it was, you know, 
I think we'll talk about the frustrating things first and then maybe at the very end just touch on a couple things that we saw that we liked and we hope to see a little bit more of. Um, what I didn't like is as well as those who ran the ball, it, it really came later in the game. Really the second quarter it started to come open. Um, the third quarter they hit some. But early in the game you had some critical short down situations, a fourth and one there um, where instead of running the ball, in fact I think LSU called a timeout with four seconds on the play clock and you could see Coach O's mouth on the broadcast. He said, throw it. And LSU came out and threw it, didn't yeah. get it. Uh, I think there was another third and one later, threw it, didn't run it. And so that, that lack of confidence in the running game in those those high leverage situations um, let LSU down. Now, eventually they figured out they could get it and right. they went to it. But it was at that point you're down two scores, three scores, and you're not going to get back in the ball game that way. So that was, that was frustrating for me to see that where – um, you know, I don't know if it's an identity thing. I don't know if it's a game plan thing. But for whatever reason, LSU didn't have confidence early in the game in those short yardage situations to just hand it off and, and get those um, couple extra yards. And um, and I thought that that was pivotal because that was a game that Kentucky took control of early and, and really kept LSU at an arm's length for the rest of the way. No, yeah, it's a good point that you, you, you bring up like early in the game and you have those opportunities. We know how, how crushing that can be for your momentum when it's fourth down and two and, and you don't get it. And then, you know, you decide to to run a route. And in all honesty, if he catches it, it's still short of the first down, right? So you'd like to see a little bit um, – you know, a, a, a ready to go fourth down. Hey, when it's fourth and two, this is what we're going to do. If you don't run it, right? If you run it, you're going to go to your base run, the run you feel best about. But when it's in that passing situation, you know, you'd like to see them have something that was beyond the sticks that they felt so good to go to, and that's why they decided to do it. You, you talked about the crispness of Kentucky's offense. Yeah. That, that's obviously not there for us right now. Um, do you think that's a what do you think the, the root of that is? Is that a confidence thing? Like, look, the, the reference I'll use, and this is um, part of the reference, but I was watching Ole Miss in Arkansas earlier, 52-51 game. Yeah. And Ole Miss in particular, the, um, the, the way they get into their plays, you know, they don't just play at a fast tempo during plays. They play at a fast tempo between plays. Guys are getting to the line of scrimmage. They're yeah. getting in motion. They're, they're crisp yeah. to their spots. And it just – LSU seems a little sluggish, even just getting down in a stance or getting over yeah. the ball. Do you think that's a confidence thing? Where, what's what's the, the the core root issue there? Right, I don't know if it's a confidence thing. Maybe even like you know some mechanics of it. I know LSU has so many playmakers. Uh, you're trying to get a bunch of them in there. Uh, I know it's one of the things that like you pick up first down and then they, they want to get another personnel in there. And you know when you do have so many weapons, sometimes like you're trying to get the right personnel and trying to get the perfect personnel in, just like you're trying to get the perfect play at times. And you know, sometimes that kind of gets you out of your rhythm because you've got this personnel in and then you're rolling out two more receivers that you feel better in this situation and maybe running another tight end. Um, you know, you run uh, Mashburn in there because maybe you feel better about him blocking than Besh. You take Besh out and it's like it just sometimes you, you go you, you in and out, in and out, and you're yep. trying to get in that rhythm. Um, I think maybe moving forward you'll see them stick with whatever personnel's in there. Like, hey, we got this personnel in there. I know this receiver doesn't do this as well as this one, but we have to get into a rhythm. You didn't see a lot of substitution from Kentucky. It's like, hey, these that this is who we are. This is what we're going with for this series. And maybe on the next series you'll see some new numbers in there, but not uh, every two plays or every play. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting you say that because when I think of teams that didn't substitute a lot, 2019 offense never um, – they just ran with that, that personnel over and over again. And I don't mean to keep drawing back to that comparison, but that's that's my personal point of reference. Um, the, the other thing that what tonight felt like to me, Jake, is is that um, 
LSU was never on the same page at the same time on both sides of the ball. Like the first half was really, really a struggle offensively, but the defense did some things, especially in the second quarter, to get off the field, to give the offense a chance, but the offense couldn't come in and clean it up. And then in the second half, really, and mostly in the fourth quarter, the offense started to heat up, find a rhythm. Malik Neighbors made a fantastic catch. Over the middle of the field for a touchdown, um, Ty Davis Price hit some home runs in the running game, but then the defense couldn't get off the field, and that's that's also frustrating when you finally start to solve some problems on one side of the ball, and then new problems arise on the other side of the ball. Yeah, it, it you know you're sitting there scratching your head, and it's frustrating. Right? Yeah, you want to all work into unity, and I, I'm like you. I was like, man, into the first half, the defense kept you in the game because that thing could have went sideways before the first half ended and they kept you in the game they gave you the opportunity and they gave themselves the opportunity to come out in the second half get a three and out whatever it might be get the ball back who knows make 14 and seven and that's what it's going to be but and then once they started to slide the offense picked it up right but it, it was you know situation like you talked about you just you never got on the same page in the first half and then you flip it in the second half again not on the same page and you're just looking for something that's really a couple of weeks in a row if we're being honest for ourselves that's a couple of weeks that one side is looking for that other side just to help me out i don't need you to take over i just need you to help me out in this situation so we can get to a point where you know mississippi state we, we put this thing away auburn same thing we put this thing away and then this week just because you were playing from behind you're still looking for that unity like you help me out you get a stop we'll go score hey we'll go score if you stop them and you just never got on that same page yeah I, you know I, I said it last week and I'm I don't know if it stands anymore but um, at some point when the offense is struggling like that you need the help of the defense to create some positive momentum yeah. and that's while the defense was able to get some stops in the second quarter they weren't able to do a whole lot in terms of negative plays to really pin Kentucky back and um, it almost became like well you stopped us here but like we're just gonna get it back and, and do it again and so that was that was tough to see. Um, I'm not going to be, hey, let's talk about the positives guy, but I, I do want to know what happened with LSU's run game tonight where it was better um, because Ty Davis Price did have a much better game. Now, one, he he did look a, he looked like a different back tonight. He was yeah. hitting the holes hard. He was spinning off of guys. He was hit, pressing the right holes, it seemed like. Um, but he, he did have more space to run. He did. It looked yeah. like LSU found some things that they like in the run game. With uh, Would you call that a pin pull where they're – pulling those tackles around. I don't know what you would call it yeah. um, scheme-wise. You would know better than me. But what did you see in the run game that LSU was able to do? Do you think it's something that's replicable, replicable going forward? Or yeah. was it an issue where Kentucky said, well, we'll let you have these little runs underneath. We're just not going to no, let think you so. do what you want to do. I don't do. think so. I think it was a deal where LSU found something they like. And I, I can't wait to go back and watch the tape from the end zone copy and see exactly what their running scheme was. But you're right. They got guys pulling. They got some guys like to seal off the edge. And then TDP did a nice job of pressing and getting to that point where he could bounce it and then really go. Uh, I mean, he had one of his long runs called back for a hold that really the player didn't even have to hold. He didn't affect the play at all. So, I mean, there was multiple times when they really gave him the edge. And then even some inside stuff, like you mentioned. I mean, he put his foot in the ground, went north and south, and, and kept churning, too. I mean, he was dragging people. Uh, the push was much better. Uh, that You know, I kind of got down on, on field level for some of those plays and squatted down right down the line of scrimmage because I wanted to see the push, and it was much better. And that's a good defensive front as well. So, you know, you do have one hope that they, they finally have kind of figured out their um, their chemistry together because these guys have played a lot of football together. It's 
wild. I, but they missed so much time in camp, they didn't really create that because every team's different. Even if I played next to you for three years, like, you know, we got to create whatever we're going to create for this team and this year during training camp. And you had so many guys miss a week, miss two weeks, whatever it was, because they were, um, you know, injured, nicked up or whatever. And so you never really felt like you got that. So. You know, one hope is that you finally have figured out exactly how you're going to do some of those combination blocks on zone runs or whatever it might be. I think the thing that bothers me most about this loss, Jake, and we're not going to talk about too much longer. I don't think there's much to say. Um, you know, you go to the UCLA game, you see some things that LSU just did poorly, and if they would have fixed yeah. it, you felt like they could have won that game. You go back to the Auburn game last week, and very, very, I don't want to say simple corrections, but it very obvious corrections that if you make you win that game. This one didn't feel like that. This one felt like um, that the better team won tonight, and I don't know if that's um, that they certainly played the better game, and, and, it, and it felt like if LSU had gotten it, when it got to 35-21, I almost felt like it's 35-21, but this isn't a 35-21 football game. Yeah. Kentucky got a score later to make it 42-21, but I mean, there was there was no doubt about this one, and that's probably what's um, hardest for me to to take right now. No, I'm completely with you. I mean, after we did the hurry up in UCLA, we knew exactly the plays that uh, you didn't adjust to, that if you felt like if you did, it's a different game. Certainly last week, I mean, we could pick out 10 plays where if you do something a little different, you win that game, and you really maybe win about multiple scores. This one does not have that feel at all. They, from the opening kickoff, kind of dictated the pace of the game. They brought the hammer. Um, you tip your cap to them, but then you start asking questions. Okay, how do you get that fixed? How do you do uh, a couple of things that, that really gave you wrong? And, and right now there's so many. And it's, it's okay, well, do you, you know, do we point to the running game? Do we point to the, the clunkiness kind of, of of the offense there in the first half? Well, you know, so many different things. And so this one definitely doesn't have that same feel because I really don't know where we would start right now. And so, uh, you know, no, no West for the weary, right? I mean, you got Florida coming into town next weekend. We know what's left on the schedule, but uh, this was a game where Kentucky um, – won in every phase they won in in every play they won in every series you know so on and so forth or whatever you know cliche or term you want to use there maybe it's because the the baseball playoffs or have been on lately but the maybe it's because i keep making baseball analogies back to the ucla game but did the braves win Does anybody on the bus know if the braves won <laughs> did the atlanta braves win anybody on the bus i have no idea and i can't get no. the internet to work on my yeah, phone me so neither. I can't, I can't even find does not like uh, baton rouge cell phones it yeah. has not worked all my weekend long it has been really bad. Um, I don't know if the Braves won, so we'll see if we can figure that out. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I can't help you there. But to, to get to my baseball analogy, you know, remember how I kept saying after UCLA, it was like LSU um, would, would let these doubles turn into home runs? Right. Braves won, by the way. We're going to oh, thumbs up. So There we go. Thumbs up from uh, someone on the bus. Thank so, you. Thank uh, you, someone. <laughs> Thank you, Michael Bonnet, <laughs> LSU Sports Information Director, for the uh, confirmation. <laughs> and Todd Polites has shown us 3 nothing Braves oh, over the Brewers. So nice. congrats. There's congrats. That. I'm happy for you. There's that. And, uh, hey, it's not all a loss. USMNT had a great one over Jamaica. They did. Uh, they got yeah. a big one tomorrow at Panama. They did. So um, the sports weekend isn't a watch. And, by the way, and I'm going to get to my – I'll finish my analogy Sorry. in a second. But And we're looking at – oh, it just tied it up as – as Todd Polite showed us the phone, it was 38-31 Alabama, uh, and then A&M scored to tie it up at, uh, at 38. Is that the one you have up on your phone? You're watching uh, that one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you. so. Yeah. You got a lot uh, of teamwork here on this bus. Yeah, we're, you know? we're all coming together. And, good I, to see and look, I really want to get to this fried chicken here, too, because it looks really good. But I'll, I'll, uh, I'll finish my analogy, and then we'll get to the fried chicken. 
I, going back to the first game, I, I would say that you know LSU was giving up doubles, but they were letting them turn into home runs, right? They right. were just just minimize the damage, let right. it be a double. Today it was like um, LSU was one of those like you know those those pitchers that give up a lot of hit. This is what LSU's defense has been all year. Those pitchers that give up like nine, ten hits, but they limit them to two or three runs yeah, or whatever. Two runs, yeah. Tonight the that law of averages caught up to them, right? They gave up the eight, nine, ten hits, and they were double after double. Yeah. And, and 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 Kentucky right. wasn't coming out and swinging for the fences and hitting home run home run it was single double single and it was just constant progress ahead of the chains and lsu couldn't get any push back up the field and so right. that was um no I, I know exactly what you're saying i mean we've all we've all been there right the guy who always has the bases loaded and induces a double play and gets out of it and he he, he kind of lives on the edge there uh tonight bases loaded uh three run double in the gap that's exactly right um yeah. okay so i do want to eat this fried chicken we have to end on a positive note, okay? If we're going to do this, we're going to talk for 20 minutes on the bus. Got to end on a positive note. Best part of the trip, the pappy. For you, yeah, got, absolutely. Got, I was I was able to find in Lexington one last pour of Pappy Van Winkle 15-year reserve last night. Um, look, it may have been makers that somebody poured in a pappy bottle and that I way overpaid for, but look, I can... I can tell myself that that wasn't the case, that it was the real deal. Um, he said he would, the bartender said, I would never do that to you. And he let me keep the bottle. So regardless, it was worth it. I think it's a big win. Big one for you, yeah. personally. I'm happy. Without question. Um, if, we're, if we're trying to find a positive here on the podcast uh, to end with, uh, I got to sleep till like. Oh, that was great. What? What? I mean, we were like, we were 830. Later than, roomies, that. I mean, later than that, it was later like it was like it was like nine or nine thirty. Oh, I, I gotta hope my wife doesn't hear this because uh, yeah, I heard it was too. I heard it was a four thirty morning at the Worsham House back in Baton Rouge. Like I can't tell you the last time I slept that long. <sighs> it was nice uh, tonight. Uh, I don't think the sleep is gonna be quite as good, but no, hey, it's not. Maybe we'll get back relatively quickly and we get some sleep. Uh, are you gonna be watching film tomorrow? I will be watching the entire game before I watch anything else. God, before, I will not before I watch any a snap of the National Football League. I'm gonna watch this because I want to see. Obviously, what 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 yeah? What are, you, what are you looking for in the film? I want to see what went wrong in LSU's rush defense. I want to see how how they had so much run on the backsides of zones because it was there consistently. Like truly, if the running back wanted to take it every time, it was there. Okay, so I want I want to kind of see exactly did was there overplay by the linebackers? Did the safety not feel? Did the defensive lineman not play right? All those things, and then I want to see how LSU had success running the ball. I want to see what plays there were. Was it truly the push that I thought I saw live and in person? Because it's just something they haven't been able to do that at all. Yeah. And and this is this might be the best front seven. Actually, I think it is the best front seven that you faced so far this year, and you had the most success. So I'll be watching that and and also um, route concepts. What 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 were the route concepts in the middle of the field? How were they able to take away with their linebacker to make you kind of get off your crossing pattern and what was on the other side of that because a lot of times you'll you'll run two levels so you'll run a crosser underneath that linebacker no matter what and he's told get under him even if you've got to run a one yard route because you're clearing for the guy behind you and it was a lot of single crossing routes that the linebacker was able to play both of them yep so i'll be looking uh, for that as well i'm not watching this one i'm gonna let you watch this one and then i'll just ask you more questions uh when we get okay. together on Tuesday. Are we still on campus, by the way? Uh, yeah, we're still on campus. Oh, my goodness. Um, this is going to be a long ride back to the airplane. So yeah. let's uh, let's enjoy our fried chicken and uh, wash out the taste of, of that difficult one. And uh, we'll get back together on Tuesday. 
maybe with some more perspective. Yep, I'll, uh, I'll definitely have some news and nuggets after breaking down uh, this film, and we'll start to preview um, the team in the panhandle. And on that note, I'm going to see if these, there's maybe a couple drops of Pappy left in the bottle. I'm just yep. going to just drain the last couple out. So Don't blame me. Uh, I'm going to dig in the bag and find that, and we will see you all next time on Hey Fighting Podcast. Like nights of old, we fight to hold the glory of the purple and gold. Come on, you tigers. I said fight, fight, fight. Victory for, victory Victory for 